Good morning and welcome. This is the Friday edition of the Patriot Radio News Hour with your fill-in hosts, Brian with the Y and Jason there at the station in uh, Johnstown, Colorado, coming at you live this Friday, the sixth day of September. Yay, we made it. Nice short week. Um, Jason, what's happening? Nice, uh, nice good morning show that you did. I didn't quite finish listening to it, but uh, interesting stories. Yeah, just about some, you know, uh, it, it's uh, life can be ironic, you know, the, the positions they put you in. And uh, I'm one of those guys that I feel like I, you should stand your ground and what, what you think is right, you should stand up to it. And uh, quite frankly, uh, men nowadays are told to stand down, you know, uh, in, your, in your private. Toxic masculinity, right? Yeah. Yeah, precisely. What is that? That. See, you won't get to hear that on you know. So Brian's coming in on a much clearer uh, uh, piece of technology here, and uh, he can now hear things that he couldn't quite hear as much uh, <laughs> coming in through the phones on our other show. Because Brian uh, he does most of his shows from home because he's got a full time job, and uh, that was the phone. Because I hide at, I had out in the mountains of uh, uh, the northern front range of Colorado. Correct. Yeah, that was the, uh, the the business phones, which are a much more pleasant, quieter tone, and uh, you were able to hear it now. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, as we were talking the show before, if you guys uh, there in Arizona haven't heard the show, you can go to 1360khnc.com and stream in our shows. We have uh, podcasts of all the shows. We, we don't have a podcast of the Good Morning Show, do we? Uh, that one is not being podcasted. No, so you guys will miss out. But basically, I, in my in my past, I have a few a few instances of uh, uh, injustices that seems to be thrust upon me, and I was covering a lot of those on the morning show and. And uh, you know, it's funny that now suddenly uh, you know, it wasn't my it wasn't my life's dream to be on the radio doing uh, shows, but here I am running a radio station, and suddenly the guy that that uh, had several instances in my past of of uh, injustice suddenly I can uh, bring them to the air and have people talk about their situations. It's it's an interesting uh, path I've led, right, Brian? Yeah, you know what, Jason? Some of the stories that you tell it reminds me of my uh, my three years younger brother. Very successful uh, business owner at at the uh, uh, grew grew to that with an excavation business, but uh, he had he had some parallels in his his life, and so I, I got to live vicariously through his uh, exploits and run-ins with <laughs> uh, with the authorities. Let's just put it that way. And uh, he he and my uh, my my late father had some very similar uh, some bents, if you will. They they just very similar to what you were talking about, Jason. If if they're being told uh, something that doesn't agree with with what they uh, what they want to do or what they're doing, there's probably going to be a little bit of a confrontation going on. Well, and I think you've personally witnessed that uh, that little bit of that that attention that I draw. I have this natural ability to draw that that uh, just, I can just look at a guy, and they got you, they, you can tell sometimes by looking at me that I'm not going to take your crap. Look, you know, I, you you can do and say whatever you want, but I'm not going to take it. You know, I'm not going to let you get away with anything. And uh, you you personally, we had that Ted Nugent event uh, there in Windsor, Colorado. And you went to that, and we decided you and me and our, uh, one of our advertisers uh, from Aluminum Wire, uh, Bob, we all you know we went to that that watering hole afterwards and had a drink. And uh, remember that one that one that one woman she had she, I was playing Rammstein on the jukebox, right? And she had like physically attacked me because she didn't like Rammstein. Remember that? <laughs> physically, yeah. She physically grabbed your grabbed your neck or something. And, and you know what? I I blame it's it's all Ted Nugent's fault because he got us all fired up at that. At that uh, sheriff uh, Steve Reeves, that Weld County Sheriff rally. Yeah, some drunk woman did not like Rammstein and and uh, decided to 
she was trying to pull me off my bar stool. And this is a big woman. This is a big, big girl, right? And she, uh, she was going to throw me to the ground or something. But I, I was too, I'm too stout to uh, be drugged down that easily. And well, and that's one thing. If she doesn't, I'm sure a lot of people don't care for it. But to go, to, to go throw you in a headlock, uh, just out of the blue, is kind of uh, provoking, it, if you will, right. toxic masculinity or not. Right, and, and uh, for anyone listening, uh, I think Joe has a beer more regularly than I do. I mean, Brian likes to have a beer. I don't drink hardly at all. Probably about every once a month, maybe. You know, uh, uh, depending on the year, it's once every two or three months, I might go out and have a few drinks with friends. So I rarely, I, reg- I rarely go out with, uh, like I used. I used to be like a once a week kind of guy, but that's way in the past. As soon as I had a baby, I decided drinking was was not uh, a good idea. But besides uh, the fattenings. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> but when I go out, I like to have fun. And uh, the, the way I look at it, a bar is a place you go not to be bored. People don't go to a bar to be bored. They go there to, to have fun. And so a lot of times it's just the mix of company that uh, turns into the fun. And usually I just I, I get a little snarky, and I, you know, and I like to take a take a few uh, jabs at people verbally just to see just just just, just to see uh, what kind of people I'm I'm, I'm uh, sharing a room with. And most of the time, everyone's just fine. Everyone can have a good laugh, you know. And uh, hey, hey every, every military excursion has to have uh, probes to go check, check what the uh, the environment is like, and that's that's I think you're following that tactic. Exactly, exactly. So, hey Brian, you uh, you talked to me briefly before the show. We're, we're going to be hitting our first break here in about a minute. Uh, yeah, Joe actually uh, said he uh, saw a Zero Hedge article about uh, 9/11, and uh, since we pay, we may not be on the air uh, next week, unless maybe Joe invites us to come on. We'll see. If, uh, Joe's a lot more conservative than Brian and I. We we like to to, to shoot off whatever comes into our brains, and Joe Joe's, uh, Joe Joe wants to make sure that we're, we're as professional as we can be because you know we got to sell gold and silver. So that's why we don't get our we don't get a lot of shots on the uh, the Arizona show uh, as, as as much as Brian and I might like. But uh, we, we you know what Jason you can cover that right. Oh, go ahead. With our with our, deb- with our debut of Leg Tacos, our first show, uh, you know that's that's uh, that's <laughs> well, technically, that's deserved. That's deserved that, that Joe has some reservations. Technically, I think our opening show is the Titanic. Oh, okay. And and, and we got this huge response, and I think we've pivoted into Leg Tacos after because we wanted to keep the shock value going. And <laughs> we were just setting the bar really high and then really low, and knowing that we need to come in between those two. So that's... Exactly. It, there was a method to it. But Joe, Joe basically uh, said he saw the Zero Hedge article, so we're going we're gonna to go with what Joe... So Joe sort of pointed, pointed us in a direction. <clears throat> Brian and I uh, have a much more uh, stronger idea of what happened on 9-11. So we're gonna, I'm going to let Brian... Brian's going to bring this article in. We're going to talk about... What the government really is capable of doing, what these elitists, these bankers, you know, killing people is just okay in their book. It is really okay. This, this, this is a part of their plan. We'll, we'll be right back. We'll cover this article. Stay tuned. Yay, we made it. Uh, it's, by the way, National Read a Book Day. I don't know, Jason. Wow. I mean, the, the nat- uh, Brian and I on our show, if you're uh, listening in Arizona, we, we've been covering these national days they set up, and they have them for everything. I mean... It's just you know National Q-Tip Day. Is that going to be the next one, right, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. So, all right. Well, go ahead, Brian. You uh, you brought this to my attention. I want to I want to hear this thing. Yeah, you know what, Joe? I give credit where credit's due. Joe brought it to my attention, and uh, this is on Zero Hedge. Uh, major university study finds quote fire did not bring down Tower Seven, Building Seven on nine eleven. And uh, let me add one thing. I'll add one thing. The 9/11 Commission did not even discuss or or talk about Building Seven at all. That that I've heard that had a fatal collapse at like the other two towers, but had no plane hit it. 
That's right. No, no, no plane. And and I've architects and engineers for nine eleven is one group that I initially followed. They just they were talking on the technical terms of things and just how things didn't line up with building seven. And uh, repeatedly, it was suggested that if you want to have conversations with people, have it start start on uh, building seven because the the most anomalies there are surrounding building seven. Um, and I'm 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 rusty on this. I didn't get uh, I didn't do any much prep at all. But there were some questionable uh, offices, federal offices that were housed in Building Seven. Uh, I believe there were quite a few documents that were stored, uh, sensitive documents. And I can't remember which agency. If it was the FBI or the CIA, may even had had an office there. There were investigations. There were documents about those investigations. I think the Pentagon. Just happened I think to be the Pentagon had stuff. The Pentagon had some stuff there too. I think. Yep, yep. I, I remember very very federally uh, uh, important building. It wasn't just yeah, it wasn't just an office building of of uh, commercial business offices. Although I think there were some of those in Building Seven and quite the quite the quite the t- tower too. It was what forty seven stories. Yeah, that's a bi- that's a big building, man. That's a big building. It's also a white yeah, building too. Yeah, I mean it was dwarfed by the the twin towers, but still, you know, in the Denver skyline. I'm not sure what the tallest building is, but 47 stories. It's it's a massive one. Uh, you know the the building owner that was that was recorded saying you know pull it. The uh, first responders uh, radio communications that were saying pull back. They're, they're they're pulling the building. You know they're pulling it. The the the, the visit the visuals the way that it collapsed nicely into its own footprint. And uh, that's uh, you know that point there getting back to this zero hedge article. I'll just start I'll just start reading. Let me say one one last one last quick thing. Uh, yeah, CBS News actually said the Tower Seven was falling before it fell. Yeah, you're right. There was a there was a foreign correspondent. I don't remember if it was in England that they were they were there present, and I don't know if it was a, a period of time before it actually collapsed. The they st- had announced that the story the story was already in place, and somebody reported it, and then the building fell. Yeah, that that you can't. Oh. Make, it's 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 cr- that's crazy stuff. Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. September 11th, 2001 at 5.20 p.m., World Trade Center Building 7 suddenly collapsed into its own footprint, falling at free fall speed for 2.5 seconds of its seven-second complete destruction. WTC-7 was not hit by a plane. After it collapsed, Americans were told that office fires caused a unique, never-before-seen, complete architectural failure <laughs> leading to the building collapsing into its own footprint at the rate of gravity. That's what that free fall that's, that's represents. That's called, that's called BS. Oh, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bravo Sierra. Despite calls for the evidence to be preserved, New York City officials had the building's debris removed and destroyed in the ensuing weeks and months, preventing a proper forensic investigation from ever taking place. Got to hide the evidence, right? Kind of like with uh, Oklahoma City. Right. Move, move all that, move, move all that building material, the evidence, uh, to a military base, and then keep it under armed guard. Uh, seven years later, federal investigators concluded that WTC seven was the first steel-framed high-rise ever to have collapsed solely as a result of normal office fires. You know, chairs, <laughs> desks, paper. You know, those types of things. What's paper burn at? Four hundred fifty-one degrees in ideal uh, conditions. The largest terrorist attack in the history of the United States. And that's when a building miraculously falls because of a building fire. That's the time right, that a building right. falls because of a building fire. Yep, yep. That, I mean, they. yeah. I'll just keep reading rather than add my shotgun commentary. Naturally, no, good, skeptics, 
It's good. Pardon? <laughs> Comments is good. Comments are good, man. I like it. Go ahead. Naturally, skeptics have been questioning the, the official story for some time, and after moving from the realm of conspiracy theory, there's that term, into the realm of science, an extensive university study has found that the official story of fire causing the collapse is simply not true. This week, architects and engineers, there we go, I didn't even realize that was in the article, uh, architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth announced their partnership with the University of Alaska Fairbanks in releasing a draft report of an in-depth four-year study on what actually brought down Building 7. According to the press release, the release of the draft report begins a two-month period during which the public is invited to submit comments. The final report will be published later this year. According to the study's authors, the UAF, that is the University of Alaska Fairbanks, um, I lost my place. The UAF research team utilized three approaches for examining the structural response of WTC-7 to the conditions that may have occurred on September 11, 2001. First, we simulated the local structural response to fire loading that may have occurred below floor 13, where most of the fires in Building 7 are reported to have occurred. Second, we supplemented our own simulation by examining the collapse initiation hypothesis developed by the National Institute of Standards and Technology, NIST, Federal Government Agency. Third, we simulated a number of scenarios within the overall structural system in order to determine what types of local failures in their locations may have caused the total collapse to occur as observed. After conducting comprehensive modeling and studying countless scenarios, the study's authors, uh, J. Leroy Halsey, Ph.D., P.E., S.E., uh, UAF, Zeely Kwan, Ph.D., Bridge Engineer, South Carolina Department of Transportation, and Fang Zhao, Ph.D., Associate Professor, Nanjing University of Science and Technology, Department of Civil Engineering, concluded the following. Lots of, uh, those were three guys in lots of titles and credentials, yes. longer than their names. Fire did not cause the collapse of WTC-7 on 9-11, contrary to the conclusions of NIST and private engineering firms that studied the collapse. I think popular mechanics is one of those that, that uh, help perpetuate the lies and, and deceptions. Uh, the secondary conclusion of our study is that the collapse of WTC-7 was a global failure involving the near simultaneous failure of every column in the building. The results of the study cannot be dismissed. It completely destroys the narrative that has been shoved down the throats of Americans for nearly two decades. What's more, the study backs up thousands of other researchers, scientists, and engineers who have been pointing this out for years. In fact, as TFTP reported in July, TFTP, I'm not sure what that acronym is, uh, history was made in regard to 9-11 as New York area fire commissioners called for a new investigation into the tragic events that unfolded that day. The resolution calls for a new investigation due to the overwhelming evidence that pre-planted explosives, uh, let me quote that, quote, pre-planted explosives caused the destruction of the three World Trade Center buildings. Yep. Uh, on July 24, 2019, the Franklin Square and Munson Fire District, which oversees a volunteer fire department serving a hamlet of 30,000 residents just outside of Queens, New York, became the first legislative body in the country to officially support a new investigation into the events of 9-11, according to Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. And I think their website is ae911truth.org, but I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. That's great, great resource and a great collection of uh, professionals, again, architects and engineers, that uh, 
<laughs> have very credible credible uh, uh, credentials to to be questioning these lies that, uh, as the article said, have been pushed down our throat, Jason. Yeah, well, and and I I think I might have something loaded we could play in the next segment, but uh, uh, what the, the the jet fuel that supposedly melted the beams, which actually physically can't happen, it, it just can't happen, uh, it didn't happen that way. Uh, they used, a, a, if you want to blame the government, uh, it, and I, I really think they, the government definitely knew this was going to happen. This was a pre-planned event, the, the temperature of the jet fuel burned 200 degrees at, at the hottest that jet fuel burns. Burned 200 degrees less than the molten metal. Now, check this out. They said that these planes, the jet fuel, uh, melted the beams on the, in buildings one and two. Which I think required over 1,200 degrees to do that, 1,250 degrees to melt the beams. Cor- yeah. Correct. And they, they had molten metal for up to six weeks, definitely up to the last th- three to four to five weeks after the uh, the, the buildings came down, of molten they called metal. Them pool, they called them foundry, like like in a foundry, pools of molten metal that continued to, to remain hot. Yeah, I'm going to try to get those. Month. I'm going to try to get the witness testimonies from the uh, firefighters uh, from from the uh, zeitgeist uh, documentary. But, but you know, the t- taken from the guys that were there at the scene said that the, the molten metal was coming down these channels of of, of the uh, the rubble uh, like a foundry. This metal burned for weeks afterwards hotter than the temperature of jet fuel burning. What this is is called thermite. Thermite is a combination. This is a chemical uh, thing. It's uh, basically rust, iron oxide, with aluminum set off by magnesium. And all those big, huge uh, clusters of clouds of stuff that you saw, well, that, that, that was uh, thermite can melt through a, an engine block. Once you set it off, it, it burns so hot it would it would melt right through right through your car's engine, right through a, well, a solid piece of steel. Well, the a, a, the architects and engineers talked about using you know there's thermite is one thing, and then there's nanothermite, and they talked about nanothermite that likely being painted painted in a liquid form, painted on the columns, and then set up just just like you described, Jason. Correct. And so even if for some reason you believe in your mind that this was a terrorist attack. Conducted by uh, Muslim terrorists, which I I I haven't come to believe that. I only I'm not even sure there was t- there are terrorists on the planes themselves at all. I think it's quite possible these planes were were taken like a like a video game because you can take control of these planes uh, uh, like a you know they were remote, remotely they were remotely controlling planes, Jason, in World War II. Yep, so they, they were remotely controlling bombers, and I think there was a Kennedy. Wasn't there a Kennedy son that was in the uh, the Army Army Air Force that right. was that was pr- uh, uh, proofing some of that. Correct. So, so, so it's, that's quite possibly what happened because some of these terrorists are, are believed to be alive today still. But, but that, that to the side, the thermite. If you really truly believe that the, the jet fuel burned these beams, and these beams were, were uh, when they built the building, they actually talked about planes hitting the buildings. And, and these, these beams, the 47 core beams, were meant to take multiple hits by planes and never be bent. But if for some reason you believe, let's just say for some reason in some world, the jet fuel just was hot enough to cause this this pancake collapse. Why was there molten metal in, in Building 7? There was no jet fuel there. And when you have molten metal in all three buildings and they all three pancake collapsed, it makes no sense. It's just that people got so angry, just like during World War II and Pearl Harbor. Before Pearl Harbor, 83% of Americans wanted nothing to do, nothing to do with World War II. They said, let Europe have their trouble. But after... Pearl Harbor was allowed to happen. FDR allowed Pearl Harbor. They they provoked Pearl Harbor to happen. A million men signed up. 
they needed a 9/11 event like they like they made because they wanted to go and steal oil reserves and uh, put the Federal Reserve system in place in all the Middle Eastern countries they can. It was it's all about assets. It's all about controlling financial markets. And well, those that want to continue propagating these lies, Jason, they 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 you know they kind of wheel out the. Uh, the victims, the the first responders, the people, the the three thousand, almost three thousand individuals in the buildings. What better to s- serve their their memory than to actually go after the truth and the perpetrators of of what actually happened, versus letting that be used to shut us down? Kind of like uh, anymore when people say, "Oh, you're a racist," you know, just basically to shut you down and no longer allow any comment, uh, questions, or conversation. Correct, and, and, and you know. If these uh, so-called terrorists that were crashing these planes into buildings wanted to get the largest kill number, why were they hitting the building so high? Why didn't they just go down real low, get get in the real low, trap more people up in those buildings? Because if they could have made those buildings, if, if this was a real terrorist attack and they made those buildings fall uh, as they wished, uh, they could have killed like 100,000 people. Those buildings were filled with 100,000 people. You know, why concoct this whole building hitting and melting beams? It's 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 absurd. If you really look at if you look at it closely, it is absurd. And I'm glad Joe brought that to your attention, Brian. We'll, we'll talk a little more. I, got, I think I got a piece we can play on uh, on the next segment. We'll be right back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. In June 1939, more than 900 Jews escaping the horrors of Nazi concentration camps were sent back to almost certain death by Democrat President Franklin Delano Roosevelt. These men, women, and children were real refugees in need of asylum, but Roosevelt turned them away. That led to the preventable death of 254 innocent people. Despite this terrible injustice done to the Jewish people by a Democrat president, Democrats insist that they are the party of tolerance and compassion. If you actually look at the history books, it's easy to see the Democrat Party's long history of anti-Semitism stretching long before and long after World War II. Just over a month ago, a sitting member of the House of Representatives compared Jewish-Israeli settlers to an infestation of termites. He is Representative Hank Johnson, a Democrat from Georgia. His words echo those of the bigoted Louis Farrakhan, who wrote a tweet saying, quote, I'm not an anti-Semite, I'm anti-termite, end quote. Despite these despicable words, many Democrats will stand side by side with the likes of Johnson and Farrakhan. They don't mind being around anti-Semites when it suits their purposes. Many of these bigots hide under the guise of the Boycott, Divestment, and Sanctions Movement, so-called BDS. Supporters of BDS say Israel should not exist and that Jews have no right to their houses, their lands, and their property. BDS proposes that the U.S. completely sever relations with the nation of Israel in the hopes that it will be consumed by the radical forces constantly pressing against it. BDS is hatred to the very core. This sort of thinking may be welcome among Democrats, but you won't find it in Republican camps. Conservatives recognize the right of Israelis to govern themselves. Republicans see the nation of Israel as a beacon of freedom and democracy in the middle of a region filled with hatred and tyranny. Israel has been a consistent ally of our nation in every struggle. The next time you hear a radical leftist college student, crackpot, or congressman talk about how inclusive they are, you just remind them which party says an entire nation has no right to exist. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin. 
Phyllis Schlafly Eagles are eagerly preparing for the 48th Annual Gateway Eagle Council to be held in St. Louis on September 13 to 15. Rally some friends for three exciting days of speakers, networking, and resourcing at the Gateway Eagle Council. Find details at phyllisschlafly.com. phyllisschlafly.com. See you there, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. This is the Patriot Trading News Hour. I am your guest host, Jason, joined with my partner, Brian. Uh, the number to call is 800 951 We have silver. We, we'll get the silver special before we go back into 911. Uh, and I'm sure Arlene doesn't know about this, so Brian can uh, text it in when he has a, a moment here. But we are uh, we got silver, 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 silver. Uh, we got silver quarters, silver quarters, the 90% junk silver, a great way. Uh, we had a pullback yesterday, gold and silver doing just fine, uh, up, a, up a little bit. I think gold's up about two bucks. Uh, silver, I think, is up a few cents, so the pullback is over. Uh, gold held its, held its position, so did silver. Uh, I mean, let's face it, on May 28th, silver was at seven fourteen seventy four. And the last I saw uh, a few moments ago, silver was at eighteen seventy four. We got silver up four dollars an ounce in just over three months. So uh, I, I don't think yesterday's pullback is going to last very long. You're going to want to get in on this. So we got quarters at, at one hundred and fifty. We have silver dimes. If you want to go up to the smaller item, we can get those for you for uh, seventy five bucks. Uh, we are going to go ahead and, and, and continue with our silver eagle special from yesterday. We still have silver eagles, backdate silver eagles. Uh, 100, or excuse me, four, $445 for a roll of Eagles, and we have a monster box, maybe, or two, I think for definitely one. Uh, you can get a monster box of Silver Eagles, 500 ounces of silver, 10990 You need to call 800-951-0592. Uh, we were selling, we were getting ready to sell Eagles at 465 I believe, before yesterday's pullback. So getting silver eagles at 445 is a great price. Uh, silver quarters, if you like, we we got it. If you like government, if you like the uh, the new government coins, the the silver eagles, you got a deal there. And if you like junk silver, pre 1964 silver, you got your choice today. Silver quarters at 150, silver dimes at 75, silver eagles at 445, and a monster box, a monster box. Uh, you can grab it today at ten thousand nine hundred ninety dollars at eight hundred. Nine five one zero five nine two, and uh, get yourself some silver and protect your wealth today, Brian. Let's let's continue on. Yeah, real quick, Jason. I just wanted to uh, put an exclamation point on on that that uh, that saying that uh, a listener sent us several months ago, and that is that gold is the money of kings, silver is the money of gentlemen, barter is the money of peasants, but debt is the money of slaves. I I, I love that one. Great saying. <laughs> it's, it's so true. Also. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, hey, we were coming from nine eleven there, uh, Brian. I was trying to explain uh, some of the uh, the uh, thermite, right? I, I, got, I got a piece to play. You let me know if you if you got another comment or two, but I can play some of this stuff. And I think I got I think I got it here. Oh yeah. Oh do you? Yeah. If you want me to play it, I'll play it. Let me uh, hit it. All right. Here we go. Here we go. I started looking at the molten metal. All three buildings, both towers in the rubble, in the basement areas, and building seven, there's these pools of molten metal. It's 
says, you know, uh, well over six weeks after the collapse, hot spots of over 2,000 degrees were documented. You see molten steel, molten steel running down the channel rails, like you're in a foundry. The molten steel was found three, four, and five weeks later when the rubble was being removed. That comment there was uh, was firemen that were doing the uh, the cleanup at the at the site. He was, and these these are firemen there saying, "Look at the molten metal coming down the, the rails, the, these the, the rubble like a like a foundry." So let me let me f- keep it going. He said that molten steel was also found underneath World Trade Center Seven. So I'm looking through the official reports. What do they say about the molten metal? They say nothing. So wait a minute. This is important evidence. So where did that come from? Thermite is so hot that it'll just cut through steel, through structural steel, for example, like a knife through butter. The products are molten iron and aluminum oxide, which goes off primarily as a dust. You know those enormous dust clouds? You can imagine when you assemble these chemicals on a large scale. I'm going to stop it right there, Brian, and uh, that, that's just, uh, I wanted to get that in. It, it's, uh, it's hard for me to pinpoint the spot where the uh, firemen are talking, but I, I, it, I, there are so many witness accounts on this documentary of, of the guys who were there, like the, you know, uh, numerous, numerous uh, witnesses saying that these massive explosions before the planes hit, and there was two of them, one at Tower 1, one at Tower 2. And this thermite, the, the way that they, uh, they show it is that these 47 columns, these, these uh, core columns, these, these steel, uh, the, 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 the beams that hold the building up, the planes, even if they melted through those beams, there should have been beams still standing there because those beams shouldn't have, just, shouldn't have collapsed. If they melted through at, let's just say, uh, floor 50, there should have been 50-story floor beams sticking up. They were it not. partial. Partial collapse versus a complete well, catastrophic you, collapse. I, I guess you could have had the floors do a pancake, but it, but just like swords stabbing through something, there should have been these beams there with no floors and nothing else. In in theory, you could have you could have a collapse of the building structure itself, but the beams should still be there. And what they what they talked about, I mean, there's pictures in very few. You have to look. You have to really look. But there's pictures of these beams at the at the very bottom of the rubble, cut in a diagonal manner. When they use thermite. As part of a controlled, uh, controlled uh, self-destruction of a building, demolition. Yeah, they, they they cut them at a diagonal, and and the thermite was was, was probably set off. That's why what these explosions were at the beginning to set the thermite off. The planes hit. It takes a while for that molten metal to really get up and hot, and it melts through these beams at the lower end, and the entire building comes down. And that thermite was probably well, that at all different levels of the building because they had to make these these uh, beams break into pieces so that there was no, nothing there to find. Go ahead, yeah, like a like a, tow- a like a tower of, of of sticks. You know, not all the sticks are going to be collapsed. You're going to have some. You're going to have some sticks. Some of those girders that are still still uh, maintain have maintained their 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 structural integrity. Yeah, those beams but, were uh, so those beams that, were so tall, Brian, that if you just cut them at the bottom only, they could the the, the beams themselves could have fell over and and, and and crashed into buildings next to them. So that they that's right, fallen fallen. And in the clouds, the clouds of dust. Everyone re- remembers the pictures that they, if you remember that day, if you were uh, you were watching, th- those clouds were covering almost the entire south end of the island there, you know, Manhattan. And you wonder about all these guys that got cancer and died breathing the stuff. Yeah, it's funny. I don't hear a whole lot of of uh, construction workers 
getting uh, you know percentage wise the amount of cancer and dying of these of these conditions than the guys at the uh, the buildings cleaning up the buildings. If you are breathing in iron oxide, which is rust, and you're breathing in aluminum, and you're breathing in magnesium, which is what they use to collapse these towers, that can make you very, very sick to breathe that stuff as many weeks as those people were breathing it in. Brian, sorry I cut you off, but I'll let you... And that's yet another part of the crime. Yeah, yeah, Brian. We'll bring it in. I'll let you continue. I've sort of sabotaged getting through that that article, but we'll we'll keep keep finishing this off as we go. Uh, We'll be right back. All right. We got our, our own version of uh, Jack Daniels Friday going on. This is the partners in Colorado, uh, my, myself, Jason, and uh, my co-host, Brian, from the uh, Front Range News Hour here in Colorado. We're taking over for Joe to go watch his uh, son play some college football. Uh, we got another two segments here. We're talking a little bit of 9-11 and uh, how Brian and I are, are fully in the camp that this was a a planned event. Uh, the United States government had something to do with it. Uh, more precisely, the elites, the the bankers, those who want things changed so that they can financially profit from things like war. And uh, there's plenty of evidence that these buildings did not do uh, what uh, what they said they did originally from the 9/11 Commission. So, Brian, go ahead and uh, go, start in from wherever you left off. Yeah, thanks, Jason. You know, it's and this is this is. For me, it's important to get to the bottom of the truth. And anytime there's any kind of cover-up and lies, for me, that's just unconscionable for the victims, the the, the individuals, the almost 3,000 lives that were taken uh, that were in the buildings, not to mention the brave first responders uh, that, that both died uh, immediately on that day and those that slowly died uh, in the, the months and years following because of, like you we were just talking about, Jason, the uh, the particles, the particulate matter that they were told EA was safe uh, with their with their uh, you know their little cotton uh, masks over the nose and mouth. So just you know, one crime begets another, and for me, it's I realize that this may be too much for some to contemplate and uh, too disturbing. But uh, if that's the case, don't 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 resist it. Just uh, uh, listen to what we have to say, and, and if if you have the time, do do some of the digging on your own. And this. This fine organization, the Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth, I, I can't say enough good about them. And if, if from a technical and a engineering architectural perspective, start there and, and look at their evidence and the, the, the points that they I'll, make. I'll say this. If you trust the government was protecting us and doing what they could after the events and during the events, if you actually believe that uh, the government was not involved, then you're probably trusting their the, the money they use and uh, the Federal Reserve notes that they, that they spend and you and you're probably not much of a gold and silver buyer generally. If you really believe the narrative, it's it's for me. Uh, gold and silver makes a whole lot of sense because it takes money out of the system. The system causes these events. I'm not saying that the government plans to kill people because at it just for fun. What I'm saying is the system demands that this Ponzi scheme grow and stay strong. And sometimes events have to be caused to create. Chaos. By whatever means necessary, Jason. You're right. By yeah. whatever means necessary. Yeah, create chaos in other countries to steal their assets. Uh, the CIA and our, and our government, the uh, the and the bankers, they want the entire world hooked to this drug called the Federal Reserve Note, uh, and central banking all over the world. And it's funny how the the countries of the world that uh, routinely on the nightly news are our enemies: North Korea, Iraq. Iran, Afghanistan, Libya, Venezuela. It's funny how these are all the countries that are trying to stay out of the Federal Reserve System. They're trying to stay off of central banking or world banking. 
those are the enemies. The enemies uh, that we see on the nightly news are the ones that do not participate in central banking, or at least world central banking. And those are the ones that are punished. And it's 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 if if you really look at it into it and you really investigate all of these actions across the world, uh, even the small ones, like in countries that we don't hear very much of, you know, uh, the CIA puts their dirty hands in these things and, and sets up. Uh, ways of, of of American companies and American government and in in the central bankers to steal assets from these countries. It's 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 played over again and again and again. And I think when the system starts to show its weakness, like it did in the turn of the century, there uh, they they move things forward with an event, and that's what nine eleven really is. It was an event. They look at like not even ten years later, we're bailing out their system. We bailed out the bankers. Not even ten years later, that shows you how bad the system was they had, they had to do all of these things to convince us to bail out the banks and give them you know essentially trillions of dollars because the system was going to die and we were going to suffer hey you guys are going to suffer if you don't bail us out it's absurd it's completely crazy and uh, if you believe 9-11 had nothing to do with our government and they, or they had no knowledge of it you're, you're just wrong in my, in my mind you're wrong there's plenty of evidence that there was more than just planes and terrorists involved well, and, and Jason, the, the, the crimes, the dastardly things that happened immediately after, like the, the EPA head saying it was okay for the first responders, it was safe to breathe the air, just, you know, with a, with a minor minor protection. The, the, the steel um, uh, uh, debris that was hauled off immediately shipped to China to be recycled, of all places. It's almost like uh, you get punched in the nose, and then you get uh, clobbered with a baseball bat just, just for good measure afterwards. Precisely, you know, I mean, it, it, it go, it, it's like every detail of the story. It it, it just shows, like, uh, man, I mean, I was I just had it in my head. I, but there's just so many facets to the story that you can you can look at. Like the, for example, the plane that crashed in the field in Pennsylvania. Uh, Shanksville. A, yeah, yep. Shanksville. There's a big charred hole in the ground with nothing there. And now there's a memorial. Now, now they've erected a memorial there. Memorial, but, but I'm, I'm saying when they when they found the when they found the, 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 the supposed ground where the plane hit, there's nothing there. They said it disintegrated. No plane wreckage. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's plenty of field wrecked planes throughout the world over the years. And what you see is you see seats and you see wings and you, I mean the engines. So like the Pentagon, for example, the Pentagon they use these uh, titanium steel alloy engines. And they're saying when the, the plane, which I don't believe a plane hit the Pentagon, but when, you know, there's no film. There's all these camera footage from all around the, the city that, that could have seen. Those were all taken. All that footage was taken. You can't watch that. None of it released to the public. Nope. Yep. The engines supposedly disintegrated. Titanium steel alloy Jeez, engines not- disintegrated. And the, the bodies of the people in the airplane were intact and left in the wreckage of the Pentagon. How absurd is that? The, no plane parts, That's right? a great point, Jason. That hardened, that hardened material, uh, the leading edges of those jet engines. I've been watching on the Smithsonian Channel. I know I got to be careful. That's you know potentially propaganda as well. I've been watching a series called Airline Disasters. Every airline crash that I've watched so far, whether they're nose down, you know the plane falling apart, exceeding the 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 the, the speed that the plane was designed to withstand. There's there's parts. There's large parts. There's chunks of wing. There's like you said. There's interior. There's seats. There's yep. a baggage uh, baggage items strewn everywhere. Yeah. Where's the molten metal in the Pentagon? So you think a couple of multi-ton uh, jet engines would probably have left some molten metal if they disintegrated? Or how about the right, Brian? 
the passport of one of the terrorists that hit the building in New York. The biggest piece of, 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 of anything they found in those buildings was a, a one-inch cube-sized piece of a telephone. That's, that's the biggest material they could find inside the offices. And they, the passport they, floats safely down and lands on the sidewalk. Yep, there's a, there's a passport from a terrorist that just happened to be in the wreckage, sitting there unmolested and undamaged. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back. Final segment of the Patriot Radio News Hour. Your stand-in host, Brian with a Y, and Jason from Colorado. Both of us coming at you live today. Hope uh, hope we didn't uh, startle you too much, but uh, to judge you, to uh, ask some questions. And before we get back into into that, cover our today's special one more time. We're we're still have uh, carrying those U.S. Silver Eagles, four hundred and forty-five dollars a roll. Uh, we've have one, maybe more, but one for sure. Monster box. And that price is 10990 25 rolls, 500 coins, about 42 pounds. We also have the utility, uh, junk silver. I like to call it utility because I hate hate calling something of, of uh, such utility and value as silver, calling it junk. But uh, junk silver quarters and dime rolls, the quarter rolls are $150 per roll. The dime rolls are half that, $75. Give us a call, toll-free, 800-951-0592. It's as uh, the, the the transaction is complicated as how many of those do you want? Uh, so give us a jingle, Jason. Yeah, great way to do it. Uh, once again, the number eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Great, great time to be buying silver and gold. Uh, don't feel like you missed the boat because it went up the last couple of months. Uh, it's just getting ready to go. Joe said it before in the last couple of weeks. It's getting ready. Uh, I believe, I believe uh, we, this next election, uh, you know, once that's over with, we're going to have a, a large-scale economic event that's just going to send the market spiraling downwards, and we're going to have an, an economy that could be much worse than the 08 housing collapse. What, what do you think is going to happen to gold and silver then? You know, how much of a warning do you need to get all your saved money into the right place than that? You need, you need, you know. That there's going to be economic crashes. There's, it's built into the system. It's a debt money system. The way this debt money system works is they have to have boom and bust cycles. They bring the uh, they bring the assets up and then they crash them down. When all when they clear out what they think is all the suckers, they buy the assets at low prices and uh, continually absorb what should belong to the people. Uh, they take it from us. You know, inflation and taxation steals our money from us. Gold and silver is your shield against these things and you should get yourself right by putting those extra dollars that you don't need to have in sol- in silver and gold so that you get, do it today 800-951-0592 Brian and by the same token what shenanigans will they attempt to pull to distract us from from uh, what, what's really going on what's behind the curtain but uh, anyways I, I can get back to this report there's it, it, it goes on we're about halfway through, but it's well. You got about you know what, Brian? You got you got about forty or fifty seconds before the music comes in. <laughs> so, so if you oh, we're, make, we're make, already there. Yeah, we're already there. You can make a point, make a point or two. I mean, uh, I don't know if we're going to be on the show on nine eleven next Wednesday. Uh, hopefully, Joe will cover some of it. I know he doesn't do it every year. It's going to be eighteen years, if you can believe that. Uh, and I believe uh, fully that once once this narrative gets further down, we're like thirty years away from it happening. That's when they'll start to admit, oh, you know what? There's something to all this conspiracy nonsense. Well, conspiracy science, I guess you could say, right, right, uh, Brian? 
Yeah, well, that's right. And, and uh, you know, the, the FBI, their involvement, and again, this doesn't condemn the field agents because my understanding was there were plenty of field agents trying to get their superiors' attention that something's, something's not right, something's fishy going on. But anyways, thanks for being with us today. Have a great rest of your day, and have a great weekend. All right, and you should have Joe on Monday, so uh, keep on listening. If you want, 1360KHNC.com.